Hello everyone, welcome back to Crib Wolf Talks. My name is Lino Ferra. Today's program is the third episode of a three-part series on employment for individuals with varied abilities. In our first program, I discussed with my co-executive producer, Matt George, a broad range of terms, definitions, and general observations and opinions related to the employment of persons with varied abilities, which includes individuals with developmental disabilities. In the second program, we had the pleasure of meeting two guests, a diversity and inclusion specialist at ODIN, the Ontario Disability Employment Network, and the project search coordinator for Ontario and other Canadian sites. The second program provided valuable information on what in fact are actions and evidence of real progress on employing and training persons with various abilities in Canada. On today's final episode on employment, I'm pleased to have on our show Ms. Jody Tick, Executive Director of an amazing nonprofit social enterprise organization located in the state of Maryland, USA, named Sunflower Bakery. I know you'll find this conversation and their beautiful story of a social enterprise organization that tackled the issue of lack of meaningful, competitive employment for those persons with a learning disability, specifically their work on workforce development programming. Since 2010, Sunflower Bakery has been enabling pathways to employment for teens and young adults with learning differences through workforce development training and pre-employment exposure in hospitality and pastry arts. We are thrilled to celebrate this year's class of 31 pastry arts and hospitality graduates. The Sunflower instructors have helped me during my training with my pace, my time management, and just helping me understand recipes and executing them. The Pastry Arts program is a six-month training program that was developed to teach people skills that they can learn to use in a professional kitchen environment. Uh, some of the lessons I've learned are product knowledge, working with money, phone etiquette, and also answering questions in general. Our hospitality program was designed to give students another experience besides being just in the back of the house. It was really to accentuate customer service and sales and allow students to flourish in customer interactions. Our graduates have worked tremendously hard to acquire the hard skills of pastry arts and hospitality and the soft skills of employment readiness. These coupled together ensure our students long-term sustained employment. My training prepared me for employment by allowing me to be more comfortable in the kitchen, be more confident with reading recipes, allowing me to understand the purpose and the understanding of how it should be done. The main purpose of our program is to get people ready to work. So they're learning how to show up on time, how to be accountable, um, how to take responsibility for their production lists, also how to communicate with their coworkers and their peers. How to be a good employee is the crux of what we do here. It's basically our entire focus. It has been an incredible experience working with not only Sunflower, their administrators and directors, but also the students themselves. Before, I was afraid to talk to people. And at my um, Sunflower Bakery training, talking to customers was a struggle, and then I succeeded. Jody, I'm very excited to have you on our show. I've watched many great videos and read amazing stories on your website, sunflowerbakery.org. I love the name, by the way. 
I found everything so incredibly inspirational, especially for me, a parent of a bright, caring young man with developmental disabilities who has yet to find a permanent employment role within this community. The timeline of Sunflower Bakery from a casual conversation of three friends in 2008 to the present organizational structure is most impressive. So Jody, let's start our conversation with how this wonderful concept became a reality. Sure, uh, it's a pleasure to join you today. Uh, thank you for inviting me. And, and um, yes, Sunflower Bakery exists today for the same reason. It began as that conversation among concerned uh, friends in Montgomery County, Maryland, about the lack of meaningful employment opportunities for young adults with learning differences. And from that conversation, grew literally an organization um, through a lot of hard work, dedication, and really collaboration with different people in the community. And um, what was, we were started in 2009 as an official nonprofit organization in the United States and started our training in 2010 in a small uh, rented space in a local Jewish synagogue and evolved to a larger space uh, in Gaithersburg, Maryland, to where we are today in our state-of-the-art 5,400-square-foot facility in um, Rockville, Maryland. Jordi, with every organization, profit or social, you need to have strong leadership. What led to your current leadership role as executive director of Sunflower Bakery? Oh, that's, that's a great question. So I've been here, I'm on my third year, um, and it is such a privilege to be part of such an amazing organization with such a strong foundation and really just so much opportunity. I came and have been part of the nonprofit sector for 25 plus years, probably more years than I care to uh, report. Um and before, I've always worked in kind of social services or environment. And before I was working on food security um, as a chief operating officer of a local uh, regional nonprofit food bank. Um, and um, this, this organization is near to and dear to me because I too have a son with developmental disabilities and had been thinking about what his trajectory might look like. Um, what his pathway to employment might look like. Mm -hmm. And the research that I'd done, a lot of wonderful organizations and parents have started businesses for their son or daughter or person with a disability or a farm. And I thought, wow, Sunflower has an amazing model. We'll not only help one person, but we can help so many by training people and then getting them employment in the community. And so I wanted to use my skills not only for personal good to learn, but also public good to reach more young adults with learning differences. Right. And I read that in the U.S., students with learning disabilities age out of the school system at age 22. In Canada, that age is uh, 21, by the way. These students are thrown into like an underfunded, uncoordinated system with scarce opportunities for skilled training and employment. I refer to this in my book, The Waiting Game, as the post-21 era. The need and scarcity of opportunities for individuals with learning disabilities has created a significant demand for skilled employment, training, and job opportunities. So Sunflower Bakery enables pathways to employment for young adults with, and teens with learning differences through pre-employment exposure and workforce development training in pastry, arts, hospitality, and related industries. 
So Sunflower Bakery has been responding to the need through training adults 18 and over with learning differences due to diagnosed disabilities as well as adults with learning differences that are undiagnosed due to socioeconomic impacts or, or inadequate and or inconsistent educational supports. So Jody, can you walk us through the workforce development programs offered at, by Sunflower Bakery and why these programs have had such an impact in your community? Sure. Um, you know, I, I like to say that, you know, it's our model that has been very successful over time. And so we are well known in the community um, and we have a lot of outreach, whether it's to the school system, transition teachers, disability professionals. We work with our state agencies, which uh, in Maryland is the Department of Rehabilitation Services. Mm -hmm. In the District of Columbia, it's the Rehabilitation Services Administration. And often folks will get referred to us. We host open houses. We go to transition fairs. This is all in service to creating more awareness of who we are and what we provide in terms of our training and workforce development services. and. Um, we couple the hard skills of these trades with the soft skills of employment readiness. So we have, as you noted, pastry arts, which has been our banner program since we started. Hospitality, which is um, a growing field uh, with lots of employment opportunities and something we actually piloted during COVID. So we turned adversity into opportunity because Fortunately or unfortunately, we had just moved into our new state-of-the-art facility in January of 2020 and then promptly shut down in, in March. And we had space to safely and socially distance when you know it became safe to, to come back. So that program, hospitality, has now become formalized and is now part of our, our uh, portfolio of workforce development training. Um, and so we've always been working with teens uh, my son is actually a young teen. And, you know, as you noted, the cliff. So if you get to the cliff and you haven't had any exposure to what you might be interested in, it makes it even harder, right, when you go into this underfunded and or uncoordinated system. So that provides not necessarily workforce development training, but just a taste of what pastry arts might look like for someone. And it is actually become a bit of a pipeline for us. So, you know, you get to know us as a teen, potentially you become uh, a student later. Um, but the fact that, you know, we combine both the hard skills and the soft skills of employment readiness really makes kind of our training unique and valuable to employers. Because at the end of the day, our goal is employment. And we want to make sure that not only we're responding to what our students need and their interests are, but what our employers need and employees. And so we always want to keep our finger on the pulse of what our employers want. We did a, a an employee employer survey last winter. We'll do another one, but it's a snapshot in time of the behaviors and traits that are most valuable to employers. And last year in the United States, we had a bit of a unusual labor market. And so what we heard loud and clear from our employers is that dependability and loyalty were the two top important traits. Our population, our students have that in spades, right? So these are things that we want to keep our finger on the pulse of and making sure that we're staying in line with industry standards to ensure that our training continues to be relevant. Well, obviously, Sunflower Bakery is building upon its solid foundation and strong track record providing workforce development training to young adults with learning disabilities 
learning differences by increasing enrollment in current programs and expanding training options, as you said. So Jody, can you tell us about the unique three-pronged approach to how Sunflower Bakery structures their employment programs? Specifically, the three being the outreach, recruitment, pastry arts and hospitality training and employment utilizing skills. Yeah, absolutely. So talked a little bit about outreach, but in pastry arts and hospitality, our programs are 26 weeks. So which is in the workforce development space, pretty unique and pretty special because for the for those programs that are, I am aware of, on average, they run about 12 to 14 weeks. So we're really with our students for six months. And that's intentional because we want to make sure that they not only can kind of absorb the material, but they retain it as well. And we have a very unique model to where we'll introduce a topic, but we'll continue to revisit it throughout their training. And in the phase one, which is the first 13 weeks, whether it's pastry arts or whether it's hospitality, it's learning the basics of those trades, right? In pastry arts, basics of baking, equipment, measurement, safe food handling practices and hospitality, the basics of good communication, also food safety. Food safety runs throughout everything that we do here. Um, customer service, and then learning those skills, they're applied in phase two. And so the beauty of Sunflower Bakery is that our students have a role in everything we make or sell, providing a true hands-on experiential training so that you have this wonderful experience before you even walk out the door. So when you come into Sunflower, you see our mission in action, our hospitality student is ready to wait on you at our bake shop and our pastry art students in phase two are helping to create the inventory for the, for the shop orders and for online orders. So we have a very unique model in terms of combining all of these elements that hard and soft skills, the kind of experiential education, and then we have job services on top of that, which help prepare people for employment, whether or not it's putting a resume together, understanding how to interview or mock interviewing, and then we provide coaching with faded supports as as needed. So, you know, if you will, this is our recipe for success. Uh, no pun intended, or maybe there is a pun there. Um, and that's how we approach things. And so, you know, lots of people learn about us word of mouth. And so one thing I like to say about our founders is that they were truly visionary in terms of thinking about Sunflower Bakery as a nonprofit social enterprise. Most nonprofits are built around a really important mission and they fundraise in terms of donations from individuals, corporations, government, foundations to meet their mission. Sunflower does that plus has earned income. So we're not just producing to give away. We are selling through two retail outlets and we're selling online and we actually do nationwide shipping. So there is a social enterprise component to our work. And that, that portion of our budget funds about half of our income annually. Wow, so yeah, I love your comment, recipe for success. That's, you hit it right on the nail there. So Sunflower Bakery is creating opportunity and changing lives, that is certain. But since 2010, Sunflower has touched the lives of over 550 teens and young adults with learning differences. Um, so Jody, can you talk to us about the impact of graduating such a significant number of teens and young adults with learning differences? and what this has meant to the community. Sure, um, you know, there's kind of like the micro piece to this, the individuals and what they get out of 
the training and their families too. And I'm sure that, you know, you can relate to that as a parent of a young person with a disability, you know, as some of our, our parents have, have testified or spoken about in videos, you know, some of our parents didn't realize that their young person could be a productive contributing member of society. And that is just as a parent, as you know, is just an amazing feeling, but you know, for the student or for the graduate, like being part of a community, being included and, you know, on the macro level, that's what we're all about, creating a more inclusive workforce, but also a, in a more inclusive community, because I believe that breeds acceptance and tolerance in the community and it engages the whole community with all abilities, as opposed to abilities that can just do certain things rather than others. So we, we're very proud of what we've done, but, you know, beyond the numbers, Sunflower experience is, is transformational. The student that comes in is not the same student that leaves. And I've experienced this firsthand a couple of times in terms of the time I've been here, like the self-esteem, self-confidence and just independence that you see, it's palpable. You know, a student will come in and be hesitant, a little reserved. And by the time they're behind that bake shop, they're interacting with customers. They're they're upselling in terms of like, wouldn't you like to have a cake along with that holla? Um, same thing you see in the, in the back with pastry arts, like they're producing and they're seeing immediate results of their work. And it just, you can see it in, how they, how they stand, how they feel about themselves. You know, we've, we even have some anecdotal, you know, stories about how before starting at Sunflower, you know, a student was living with their family and after Sunflower, they've been able to live more independently. Does that happen for everybody? No, but it's starting folks, not only the pathway to employment, but a pathway to more independent living and a life. Yes, wonderful. And I was really impressed with the teen exposure program, Jody. I read about it on your website. The ability to start earlier and not wait till one has exited the school system at the age of 22 is really a groundbreaking approach. Can you elaborate a little bit further on this needed approach to assisting young persons with learning disabilities? It's kind of like paving the way to success, right? Sure, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, what teenager doesn't want a job when they're, you know, 14, 15, and in high school, um, that gives them exposure to what they're doing. Same thing with for people with learning differences, right? Like, how can we give people exposure, not only to what they want to be doing, but maybe what they don't want to be doing, right? Um, the beauty of Sunflower and the programming that we offer is that it not only offers hard and soft skills, but it caters to different interests. So hospitality is really frontward facing you're engaging with people. Um, and so you have to have that type of personality to want to do that. Pastry arts is really back of the house. You're got your head down, you're focused on your tasks, you're getting things done. So maybe a little bit more introverted. So that's also another reason why we started hospitality. Um, and so as a teen, we want to give kind of uh, a day in the life. So it's more of like, this is a four day program over the course of a week or uh, over four Sundays throughout the school year about what these occupations might look like, plus a little bit of employment readiness too. And I am, you know, 
through our research that we that we developed through our strategic plan, not only are there not enough training programs, workforce development training programs, but there's surely not enough teen exposure programs. So they're called pre-employment programs. And so there needs to be more of both. And I'm living the life now with my 15-year-old and starting a pre-employment program. And so I just feel like the earlier you can start, Nice. the more you can define your pathway forward and why start at 22 when you can start or you should start earlier. And, and frankly, neurotypical people start earlier, right? Very good. Uh, I know we're running out of time pretty soon, but I want to kind of fit in two more questions I have for you. You released, uh, or, or Sunflower Bakery released their 2023-2025 strategic plan recently. Can you share quickly some nuggets from this strategic plan? Anything we should know about? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, we're very proud of um, our strategic plan and we're in the second year of a three-year plan. And the goal is to grow uh, the numbers of students that we can reach every year. So we're scaling our hospitality class. And when I say scale, we see a probably about 48 to 50 students a year, which is a drop in the bucket based upon need. But that's intentional, as I mentioned before, because we have small student to teacher ratios. We've got to make sure that our students are grasping the information. We can provide them the individualized attention that they need. So we are we are scaling our work. By 2025, we hope to increase the numbers that we reach or the numbers that we work with annually by 50%, which is pretty big. Um, and secondly, this time, no, yeah, this time next year or even earlier, we will be piloting a new food prep program. So this is another skills-based program that is focused on culinary skills, but these are knife skills that will ultimately produce grab-and-go, ready-to-eat foods, which frankly are ubiquitous everywhere in the United States. I'm sure the same thing in Canada. Like every grocery store has their own grab-and-go, ready-to-eat meals. And so we've also talked to employers. They need employees in this space. We know the market is great in terms of uh, for our students. And so we're going to be offering this program. We're really excited to pilot it and to see where we can go. And ultimately, over time, this will also contribute to our social enterprise work. So we're thrilled about where we're going. And then from there, who knows? There's a lot of opportunity. It's exciting. Well, sounds like there's a lot of good things uh, going to happen for you at uh, you know your place. So so it has been truly a great pleasure to have you on our program. But before we sign off, I always ask our guests one final question that I know you'll enjoy answering. What would be the one overarching message you'd like to leave with our audience? Great question. Um, I think my message is that, as I noted before, like inclusion is so important for healthy communities and it breeds tolerance and acceptance. And I think, uh, especially at this point in time <laughs> throughout the world, we can use a little bit more of that. And I find um, I learn as much from my son who has a developmental disability as hopefully he learns from me. So there's a lot of lessons that we can learn if we choose to have a more inclusive society as well as a more inclusive workforce. Wonderful. Uh, great comment. And Jody, thank you very much for taking the time to appear on our show. Your story is so refreshing and inspirational. We all wish you continued success with your work at Sunfire Bakery and your leadership there as an ED. 
executive director. Who knows what can evolve from this discussion. Perhaps one day Sunflower Bakery can partner with a Canadian entity and we can mirror the successes that Sunflower Bakery has experienced in Maryland. Thank you very much for being on our show. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. I certainly enjoyed interviewing Jody Tech, Executive Director of Sunflower Bakery, and learning about their innovative social business, addressing a very important social need, employment training and employment for persons with developmental disabilities. As I've stated throughout this three-part series on employment, I'm hopeful that every person who has tuned into our employment series will acknowledge that every person with or without a disability has a gift. We all need to be given the opportunity and the training turn to the workforce. We as members of our communities need to see abilities, not their disabilities. We must open up our hearts and our minds to an array of opportunities, thus allowing willing candidates with varied abilities to learn the necessary employment and customer interaction skills needed to enter the workforce and be active members of our community. I've witnessed that persons with varied abilities thrive and perform very well in various employment rules. Although wonderful examples, we need to create more opportunities. We all need skills training to perform in our jobs. Persons with varied abilities also need to be offered skills training to allow them to flourish, to contribute, to prepare them for gainful, respectful, and engaging employment. As our guest experts have told us, we must start the process earlier in their lives. In my opinion, an employer who takes the initiative to affect change will never find a more loyal employee. As a former CFO and financial executive, I often refer to return on your investment. Well, prospective employer, you will see that hiring persons with varied abilities is good for your business. Hiring persons with varied abilities will improve your company's bottom line, discover untapped potential, improve company morale, expand your customer market, and in some cases, you may actually qualify for financial incentives. Your company is seen by your customers as a business that cares for every member of the community. And there are multiple studies that will support this statement. Lastly, if you've missed any of our prior webcasts, visit YouTube and key in two words, Crib Wolf Talks. Please keep watching our episodes on your TV Halton, Kojiko's community channel, and on Channel 14 Hamilton, Ontario. If your social business is affecting change and you wish to showcase your work on our program, write to us at info at You don't have to be a rock star to affect change. You only need to care. I'm Lino Farrell, and thank you for watching.